Hey, everybody. My, my name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology, uh, crypt, cryptoz- um, cryptocurrency, urban legends, my shoes, true crime, my other shoes, and anything spooky related. Uh huh. Every single week since 1919, Lindsay and I will research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay goes upstairs and I go downstairs. And we come back here into our house and talk to you about in what we... stairs. What? You're upstairs, I'm downstairs. We meet in the middle stairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we meet and, you know, okay, we meet in the middle stairs and then we discuss what we've researched, quote unquote, with each and every one of you for the very first time. And this week, I'm dedicating my portion of the show to large predatory cats. Mm. I'm going to dedicate mine to small predatory cats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so all the ones that kind of are the middle-sized predatory yeah. cats were not. Like were, the sand cat. And the, the sand cat? Those are those little, like, they look like household cats, but they're like mean little, mean little mans. Uh, there's like, oh, what's the one? There's one at the Columbus Zoo that has like a really pretty little, like a cute little squishy face. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but uh, they're the sand cat. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there's also a fishing, like a one cat that fishes, like a fishing cat. <laughs> okay. They Each year they travel with their buddies to Montana and do fly fishing. Fishing cat. Cool. Yeah. yeah I think it's pretty cool. Well, hey, we have some quick news that we're going to share, but we're going to talk about more in Haunted Housekeeping. We're going to be doing our very first live show ever. Yeah, talk about spooky. I'm scared. Talk about scared. I'm scared. But I'm excited. <laughs> I'm also excited. It's going to be this year. Uh, well, duh. It's in September at this fun little convention called Midori Con right outside of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, more details inside of the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. Yeah, check it out. It's going to be really fun. I think so, too. What have we been doing? We got pedic. We already talked about pedicures and yeah. stuff. Well, we weren't here last week. Um, we got kidnapped by ghost. Uh-huh. Well, some uh, people say- But they say, put us back. Yeah. Like, they brought us back. Yeah, well, so we were temporary. We were, a lot of people think abducted by aliens, but we were abducted by ghosts. Yeah. Because, you know, that's always weird. You, well, I guess you never hear about people getting captured by aliens because they are captured, never brought back. Right. If aliens are going to probe us, why don't ghost probe us? What? <laughs> I, want, I want that ghost probe. Well, okay. That's- <laughs> You have to remember that you said that one time. Yeah. But also, a ghost probe wouldn't... It's made of ghost... It's made of ghost oh, like, material, so yeah, it wouldn't... So... It'd go right through you. Well, they can pick up objects. I think that would take a lot of effort from a ghost to pick up something to probe you with. Well, what? that's for them to figure out. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it is. Okay. It is for them to figure out. What did we talk... What did we even talk about last week or two weeks ago? You talked about that terrifying chicken that came back to life or was never fully dead and flopped oh, off the plate. yeah. That video is still traumatizing. Like, it's been hard for me to eat chicken Yeah, lately. Have we had chicken at all this week? Like, well, in two weeks, have we had any chicken? I did. I had some in my pad thai, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's right. And we also ordered salads and we got some uh, free chicken wings that weren't that we did not order. <laughs> but guess what? Probably because they watched that creepy chicken video and they're like, just give out our wings. Yeah, get rid we of them. We don't want these. These are terrifying. You know what I think is weird? So we ordered, I know that we're a little bit extreme, but we ordered salads and we got a free order of wings that I think was an accident. But you know what's weird? There were only five wings in it. And aren't there usually like six? Aren't they like always in pairs of six i don't know maybe they were somebody's wings that they were eating and then they accidentally got packed away <laughs> well you're probably right and <laughs> uh, we also talked a little bit about james bobo fay and then a little bit about the storming the loch ness right and then a That's little bit after the um the area 51 actually i think midori con is right before area 51 raid so maybe we can shoot over to that do a live show hit up the area 51 you make it sound really cool when you say hit it up. Hit it up, like a club. Yeah, what is hit it up? <laughs> uh, and then we also discussed what we would what would be the most effective clothing to wear when you are storming Area 51. Absolutely. And we always talk about food in the Area 51 storm raid because that's the most important. Yeah, it really is. Well, Lindsay, you're first this week. 
I am first this week, and we've kind of talked about this topic a little bit, but not really. Drywall? (laughs) The process of doing drywall. I have no idea how to start it. I don't know. You hit the wall with things? Don't you got to tear it down and then put it, You make it? You tear it down and then you make it. (laughs) Out of plaster. Or drywall. Well, what is drywall before it's drywall? Well, it's plaster first, and then it becomes a dry wall. (laughs) It's wet wall. You put wet wall up and then it becomes drywall. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that how it works? Okay. All right. Well, anyways, this is a recent story that came out on August 5th this year. Okay. So that's really, that's really recent. Yes. So they found remains of a unidentified man that was very unusual and they actually identified him. Okay. So they found this body a while ago. And the reason that this body was so weird was not only just because, you know, it was a 19th century skeleton. So this is from the 1800s. Yes. They thought the placement of it was super weird. It is called the JB-55. That's the name of the skeleton that they found? So they identified the skeleton as a Connecticut man. John Barber. Okay. So that's where the JB comes up. And they believe that he was around 55. So that's why he's called the JB 55. If you were alive and that was your nickname, that really your your nickname would always change. Just your initials and your age. Oh, yeah. Because you would like one year you'd be JB, you know, 27. The next year you'd be JB 28. I kind of I like that idea for a, for a nickname. Your first two initials, unless they're like really, unless it's like double, it changes. WW21. Well, like that was a problem back in the day when you made like a cool AOL name and then you like put your age or something and then you were like, oh, yeah. well, A, I don't want people to know my age and True. B, every year it changes. So like that was silly. Well, and a lot of people, yeah, like if they wouldn't put their age, they would put the year they were born. But it's Which like, basically is your age. Yeah. I mean, I can guess your age. Right. See, I would. What was? Do you remember your first AOL name? Ah, uh, yes, Luttenbachers. It was Luttenbachers. It was. I don't know what it means. I still don't know what it means. I know it's German, and I saw it on a poster one time, and I needed a name, so I put it on there. I think. Okay, I actually think we're uncovering something here. I remember that because I remember that poster that said Luttenbachers. Yeah, and we I were think at a show. I it took said, it for you. I think I took it and I hung it up in your. It was. It was hanging up in your room, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. And I was like, I need a name. See, I was never a person that sat there and like thought about my name and was like, got to make this cool. Got to make this. I was like, I don't know. I need a word that no one's going to use and I'm going to remember. Luttenbachers. Luttenbachers it was. Mine was Melvin. (laughs) It was Melvin. (laughs) But instead of the L, it was that long, uh, like right above your enter key where you hit shift and then the slash, like one of the backslash or whatever, whatever that shape is called. All right. Well, back (laughs) back to JB55. They think that this was likely a poor farmer who died of tuberculosis. They thought he was a Connecticut man Okay. back in the 19th century. But the thing that was funny about this is after he died, they have been doing a bunch of research on this corp or this these bones basically that they found. And it was unusual because it seemed that he was dug up and reburied with his head and limbs placed on top of his ribcage, and the skull and the ribcage bones were in a, like, you know, the crossbones pattern. Crossbones pattern? Like the skull and crossbones. Like you would think of like a typical pirate kind of symbol. So the reason that he was dug up and reburied, they were like, that's very unusual. Yeah. That someone would take the time to do that. They recently uncovered his name and kind of what he did and everything like that. And he was around the time that people were scared of vampires. So do they think, what was it, John Barber? Yes. That is such a 19th century name. (laughs) So here is the thing is basically, I mean, I have a whole list of things about it, but I'll kind of like sum it up. They basically think that John Barber died of tuberculosis. And with the way tuberculosis kind of decrepits the body, it does a lot of unusual things so your gums usually will kind of turn white and you kind of lose a lot of weight which makes things look a lot bigger like his teeth kind of started looking more long his skin was super pale his fingernails seemed longer because he was like 
shriveling up because he was dying of this disease. So when tuberculosis came about, they basically would turn pale and almost become vampire-like. So do you think it's safe to assume that tuberculosis maybe was something that not necessarily was undiagnosed at the time, but it was undiagnosed because they didn't know what it was? Yes. So basically, when you had tuberculosis as well, you would most likely cough up blood, thus where you get the, the vampire having stained lips and the blood coming from their mouth or their teeth. So it kind of gave the illusion that they were this vampire. Well, every it, it kind of seems like all signs point to tuberculosis, yeah. But before they knew tuberculosis existed, all signs sort of pointed to you being a vampire. Right, and they didn't know what it was. They basically just thought like, oh, well, you're obviously becoming a vampire. Like, so we need to kill you. And when they would bury you, they sometimes were afraid that you would come back from the grave. Oh, sure. So a lot of times people were unburied and then reburied again. It was almost like, "Ah, I got to check and make sure you're in there. Yeah, real quick. Well, as the corpse decomposes, the body degrades, including the lengthening of fingernails and hair and bloating. They also just interpreted these as signs of someone being a vampire. So, you know, your hair and your nails and stuff stop growing when you when you pass. See, I always thought they continued to grow, but they don't. No, I think it's just because your body decomposes, they seem like they're still growing. Sure. I don't believe that, you know, they might grow for a short period of time until Uh your body completely goes. But I mean, I don't think you're going to dig up a corpse and you're going to find those fingernails that are like wrapped in a circle (laughs) and someone's just a big ball of hair. Yeah, like 50 foot long hair. Right. So it's just kind of one of those things that it will eventually stop. But looking back into the history of vampires a little bit, I never realized that, you know, you hear about the the Vlad the Impaler and how he was a vampire and he liked blood and drinking it and stuff. And the typical traits that you, the fangs, the human blood drinking, they can't see themselves in mirrors and stuff like that. The rollerblading. But a lot of it they think was plagues happening and they were blaming it on this folklore, mythical horrible creature so a lot of times with the black plague and you know tuberculosis they thought that they were just becoming vampires so a lot of times also when the skin of the corpse starts shrinking i mean i know this is a little gruesome but sometimes the skin rips oh i was about to say oh it's okay i can handle it but that's (laughs) that one's that one's intense well with that if you were to dig up a corpse and kind of see that happening along with It looks like their fingernails are longer, their hair is longer, their skin almost looks ripped. It looks like they're bloated. It almost kind of looks like they were in a scuffle or they were eating something or they were like alive still. So it was kind of scary. Also, internal organs, when they break down, sometimes they... Wait, wait. (laughs) Wait, just give me give me one second. Just let me prepare for it and let me guess what you're going to say. Okay. Uh, sometimes they don't do much and everything's fine. They actually, <laughs> and you know what? Wouldn't you know it? They end up looking better. Oh, yeah? Well, that's my guess. Um, No. Oh. So sometimes when the internal organs break down at an early stage, they produce a really dark fluid oh, oh. called the purge fluid. They, there's got to be a better name for it than the purge well, they fluid. Call it the purge fluid. Call it something like really, <laughs> really smart and hard to pronounce. Don't call it the purge fluid. But yeah, that would kind of leak out of the nose and the mouth. So oh. people that are unfamiliar with this process, which they would have been back in the day. I mean, I didn't even know it. And I was, I was going to say. It's 2019. <laughs> I was going to say, I am, well, two things. One, I forgot it was 2019. And two, um, uh, I also didn't know that that happened. Yeah. So think about back in the day, they're scared of these vampires. They think that these vampires are coming out and getting other people infected or eating people or cursing people. So they redig up these corpses. They see this black stuff coming out of their nose and their mouth. They think it's blood. So they're like, oh, they're bloated. Their blood is coming out of them. That means that they're awakening and they're eating people and they're drinking their blood. Oh. 
yeah, I mean, back then, at least just by just by some like visual cues, one could or I, I guess I'm not surprised that they thought, oh, or they're obviously still active because they're dead and they're still bleeding and like they actually their their body looks like they've been scuffling around and moving right. around a bit. Right. So they got scared. Right. And they were so. like, we need to if we suspect someone that passed and we think that they died because they became a vampire, we need to take care of it. And you hear about <laughs> the the stake to the heart and everything. And, you know, that was that was kind of more movie lore. Yeah. Of like, oh, if you put a st- holy stake to the heart, then it'll kill them and all this stuff. But no, actually, what they did was a little worse. Okay, now, the way you said a little worse, it makes me feel that it's not a little worse. It's probably a lot of worse. <laughs> a little bit. Can I guess what they did? Well, they did a few things. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. Okay, I just want to guess. Okay, how many How many am I allowed to guess? Um, I'll give you two. <laughs> I was going to say two, so that works okay. well. Okay, so they did not do this take to the heart, correct? No, not usually, no. Okay, and this is to just end a vampire to kill a vampire yeah this is someone died your whole town got together and we're like that person was a vampire we need to redig that person up okay take care of this okay my first guess is that the local hawk tamer or eagle trainer oh, yeah they get about how many of those were in a town well which town? town well which town like maybe a small town <laughs> where though in the u.s I'm maybe like in south dakota Okay, South Dakota, small town, South Dakota, around the like some anywhere in the 19th century, probably got about one really good eagle trainer uh, mm. and and two oh two budget eagle trainers. Uh, so my guess is that they the eagle trainer maybe got maybe two or three of the biggest eagles, tied them had strings on their feet, and then got the vampire and dropped him from the sky. Oh, okay. Okay, that's, so that's not close at all. But okay, we have one more. Okay, guess. I felt like that one would be good. Okay, uh, and the other one, blow them up. <laughs> I mean, you could, but then disease might spread more. Well, carefully, is blow them up. Caref- we don't want like no Chernobyl action going on. Oh, well, that was going to be my, my third guess is that they put them in a cryogenic chamber, waited until they saw the future, waited until Chernobyl, Chernobyl happened, happened, and then they dropped them in the, in the <laughs> reactor. Yeah. I mean, that would be one way of getting rid of vampires, I guess. Well, and that would be one very good movie. Well, I say very good. Uh, one movie that could exist. <laughs> Vampire Chernobyl. Vampires versus Chernobyl. Oh, my Chernobyl. gosh. I feel, like, I feel like this is a really good idea. Yeah, a bunch of people in the, 18, in, in the 1800s who could see the future fro and also knew about cryogenics froze vampires waited until chernobyl to get rid of them in the chernobyl thing and then oops it didn't work and then not only do you have terrible radiation but you also have vampires but what if they survive that then not only do you have vampires you have radioactive vampires see and this is that's where the sequel comes in yeah exactly the ending scene you see one hand just come over the edge of chernobyl and it's like a zombie hand and you're like oh no part two but it has rings on it so you can tell it's obviously (laughs) a vampire it's like very fancy and and very it does, dainty. And it does a very dainty middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> and like, ooh, it's a very nice ring. And the nails actually look still look pretty good. Yeah. Th- man, this is why you and I do what we do is we are an idea factory. Okay. <laughs> is that what you want to call us? I think we're an idea factory. I think we're a Chernobyl factory. So anyways, oh, okay. no, actually, <laughs> they would dig the people that they suspected to be vampires. Uh-huh. They would dig them up and they were like, okay, well... They're eating people or they're drinking their blood. Uh, totes off. So yeah. how are we going to stop that? Well, we're going to dig them up. We're going to put a bunch of soil in their mouth and then put a bunch of rocks in there. In their mouth? And then a coin on top just for good measure. So wait, all of that was going in their mouth? Yeah. So they'd fill the mouth with soil and then some stone and then a coin on top. Well, I thought I would imagine was... the coin would be like, oh, so that you can get into heaven, like you pay your dues at the gate. Oh yeah, because don't they put the like coins on the eyes? On the and eyes, some yeah. Things? Some some religions. Well, I was gonna say this seems silly, but you know what? You put a little bit of soil in my mouth, you've rendered me useless. Well, that's what they thought. They were like, <laughs> without the ability to chew, the corpse would die of starvation. I, I like the idea that if you put a little bit of dirt. <laughs> And some rocks. If you throw a little bit of dirt and rocks and like a nickel you don't want in someone's mouth all at the same time, they they can't chew at all. This is the thing, though. It's like, did they take their arms off? 
Because you could easily just reach up with your hand and take the dirt out of your mouth. Well, have you ever gotten dirt in your mouth? I mean, I guess if you really stuff that dirt in there. Yeah, you could, uh, some would say ram jam a bunch of soil into somebody's mouth. <laughs> and I mean, have you ever have you ever put dirt in your mouth as a, as a kid or as an adult? Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, when's the last time? When's the last time you put dirt in your mouth? You get like dirt in your mouth, like you're outside eating and you get actually a little bit of dirt in your mouth. Like you're outside eating grass Ooh, and you like actually get dirt. When you're at the dirt. beach and you like try to eat anything, I hate eating at the beach because you always get sand in your food and it's so gross. Why do people try to bring a lot of food on the beach? It's going to get sandy and it's going to get gross. It's gross. I don't know. I mean, I guess you have to eat when you're at the beach too, but it sucks. See, I just I whenever we when whenever we've been at the ve- uh, <laughs> the beach. <laughs> Whenever we've been at the beach and you can vouch for this, I dunk my food in the sand because it's like, well, pain is weakness leaving the body. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they, you know, a lot of people in the mid 18th century try to convince people that vampires aren't real. But just like the witch trials, it was kind of like, oh, once somebody threw that idea out there, everybody went like crazy about it. It was I feel like it was so easy to convince people of anything back then i guess like in many countries there was like so much anti-vampirism i guess and nobody would listen they were like no you're a vampire too we don't believe you there's vampires we're gonna dig them up we're gonna put soil in their mouth um some people would put bricks in the mouth too just chop their head off well i guess they didn't think about that they were just like let's just put stuff in their mouth how many people i'm not gonna say do you think this happened because i'm sure it did how many people back then during the vampire craze were like oh good i really dislike my coworkers. i'm gonna i'm gonna be the first one to be like you know what i'm pretty sure all my coworkers are vampires and you're gonna put dirt in their mouth well are they just you know take <laughs> take care of them you know what i mean Well, okay, so these are mainly early, you know, 18th, 19th century. This is like in England. This is overseas. Okay. So here comes the new world, which is us. Oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. And they're like, we're scared too. So they have their own tactics. And in 1892, a 19-year-old Mercy Brown of Rhode Island died of tuberculosis. Her mother and sister had already died of tuberculosis, and all that was left was her brother, Edwin, and he was sick. I really like both their names. Mercy Mercy and Edwin. Those are really cool names. I just think it's sad that Mercy died. It's like, show some mercy. (laughs) Well, yeah, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) But anyway, so the whole family is getting taken down by tuberculosis. Okay. Um, And the New World got a hold of this vampire stuff, and they're like, we have them too. We don't just have witches over here. We have vampires too. And they're bigger and better than the ones And they're in better England. than yours. So um, the concerned neighbors were worried that the recently deceased family members of Edwin was going to come back from the grave and hurt him yeah. to try to get him to die too. And they dug him up. They found what looked like blood around their nose and mouth, which now we know is called the purge. The purge sauce. The purge stuff. So they were like... Yep, sign. These are vampires. That's why he's sick right now. And that's why all this bad stuff's happening to him. So they're like, well, we don't think just putting stuff in his mouth is going to help. We think that we need to take care of it a different way. So they decided to take a mixture of the um, so-called blood that was coming out of the mouth and pieces of the heart and mix part of a little bit of the bodies and turn it into ashes so they have ashes from the bodies the liquid that's coming out of their mouth and a little bit of a mashed up heart and they're like we're gonna make a potion for you to drink edwin never i'll say it i've said it a million times never trust an amateur potion maker (laughs) (laughs) go talk to the hawk trainer in town he's gonna tell you not to trust trust the potion maker no you never trust an amateur potion maker um, the potion was meant to heal him. Instead, he died. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. And I think um, it said he died a month later. So I think the potion even sped up his sickness and he died sooner. Was there anyone in this era who saw this going on and went, hey, what is going on? What are we doing? Well, you know, that's the thing is like with these scares back in the day, like look at the witch trials. Yeah. I, I mean- it's, they went mass hysteria and killed a bunch of innocent women yeah. just because they were like, nope, they're all witches. 
I promise. I saw them throw a goat in the air and it, it exploded. Well, back then, it's like you can't really prove it. So you have to take people's word. And it's like, oh, yeah, I saw her hover across the river. Okay, do you promise? And then, yes, I promise. And then, yeah, they would light them on fire and that would be the end of them. <laughs> like, like, why? It's just so It's just so wild to believe that no one back then was like, well, I can't say no one. I'm sure the women who were being, who were being uh, labeled as being witches were like, I'm not, I promise I'm not. Yeah. But like that there were like I want to hear the stories of the people from back then, the vampire stuff, the witch stuff that were like writing in their journals like, man, my neighbors sure have lost their minds. Everyone's going crazy because they think people are witches and vampires and they made a kid eat a bunch of purge dust and hearts or whatever the heck. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Because that would cure things. Yeah. Well, do we we still have some like weird homeopathic, I guess, witchcraft adjacent things that we do these days, don't we? Yeah. Let me tell you real quick. I could be wrong, but my personal opinion is it's really a big trend right now in the beauty industry. It's like a little stick roller. I don't know if you've seen it. And it's usually got jade or some kind of rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roller on the end of it. And yeah. girls are rubbing it on their face. And they're like, I, it works. It's so great. What That has to be the biggest scam I could ever imagine. Like, how does rubbing a manufactured, like, mass-produced stone. And it's very smooth. On your face. Yeah. Make you prettier. Well, if there's anyone listening and you're doing that right now, please email us or shout out on us at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com or Spooky underscore spouses. Stick up for it. I want to hear your opinions. I don't believe that for one second. I see. I could believe it if it was like, uh, what is it? Pumice or some rough rock. Well, that like, pumice is rough. It does something. Exactly. Like the rock itself doesn't do something. It's the texture of it. Speaking of drywall, you can rub your face on a bunch of drywall if it's gritty enough. Yeah. And get your dead skin off. I usually rub drywall on my face while I'm listening to White Snake. <laughs> does White Snake do Here I Go Again on my own? Doesn't matter. I just yeah. pictured that song while I'm rubbing drywall on my face, wearing some cool jeans. I don't get. I don't. Uh, that's just my tangent about that. But funny thing is, I went to relook up the story because I read it earlier this week, okay. and I went to relook up the story, and I just put JB dash fifty five. Um, the top searches was JB fifty five, a desktop electronic instrumental case. Okay. So I was like, that's not it. And then I also looked up the JB55T-0000. It is um, art desktop equipment. Um, and then also I got a JB55 foaming brush for your PC. And then I also got what Justin Bieber is up to. Um, has he been distracted? Um, and then I got an account on Flickr. Some artists put all their nice, like, tropical vacation photos on there. Um, there's also a JB Ranch in Florida for retirement communities. And then finally, there was, um, oh, actually, there's JBL-55, which is a wireless over-the-ear headphone and Wi-Fi kit. And then I finally got to JB the Vampire. <laughs> So JB slash 55, you were kind of hard to find. So I can see why it took decades to figure out why your body was in such a weird formation. I'm going to put JB 55 on blast. You got to up your SEO, <laughs> your search engine Well, output. now he's kind of JB like 1000 something something. Well, that's very old. Yeah, that's, that's very old. Because if he was 55 when he died, then... Well, if he was 55 when he died in what, we'll just say 18-something or other, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Sure. Okay, so he's like about, what's, what is it? Maybe like 200 years? I'm really, I'm really blanking out. I'm really <laughs> blanking out. I don't know. It. Okay. Math is, you know. Well, let's avoid, avoid looking like we don't know how to do math even more and go to the haunted housekeeping zone. Sounds good to me. Uh, by the way, Lindsay, I really liked your story. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Well, we'll see each and every one of you in the haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, one.
this week's haunted housekeeping, we want to give a little shout out to a really cool convention that is going to be taking place in Ohio that we are going to do our first live show at. It is called Midori Con, which I found out Midori means green. Oh, good. I think because they like upcycle things and they are very community related and all that stuff. And they only eat grass. And they only eat grass. But it's a full weekend, Friday through Sunday, of just all things really nerdy. I mean, there's Mario Kart races, there's events, there's shows. Obviously, we're going to be performing there. There's artists, there's all sorts of things. It looks like a really fun time. Midori Con is September 13th through the 15th at Deer Creek State Park, right outside of, I almost said beautiful, right outside of pretty nice Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> if you'd like to find out more about Midori Con, follow along. Heck, even get a ticket or two. Uh, you can go to MidoriCon.com. That is M-I-D-O-R-I-C-O-N.com. Or go to their Instagram or their Twitter or their Facebook just by searching up MidoriCon. Yeah. Um, one cool thing that I'm really excited about is that there are going to be real live wolves there that you can pet and kiss on their little faces. That's absolutely true. Now, Lindsay and I have been using a special type of toothpaste and lip gloss just to get our lips ready and our <laughs> mouths ready to kiss sweet little baby wolves on the mouth. So again, that's MidoriCon. Head to their Instagram, their Twitter, their Facebook, or even go to their website. If you want to come and see our first live show ever and meet us and hang out with us, I guess that sounds weird to say, but that's a thing. You absolutely can. There are still rooms available. And heck, again, you can even cosplay as your favorite, I don't know, Pikachu. <laughs> Yeah, and you it's great. You can get a day pass and just spend the day there. Or if you want a full weekend, you can get a full weekend pass. It's not expensive and you can book a room. The place that it is at, the Deer Creek State Lodge, is absolutely beautiful. There's tons of things to do outside, within the convention, outside of the convention. Just go check it out. There's even a pool. So hey, you can jump in it. Maybe you just like swimming and that's all you want to do. That's fine. Come to Ohio. Get your dip on. <laughs> Our show is also a proud, supportive, enthusiastic, and jubilant member of the Scavengers Network super top secret but not really family of podcasting buddies and friends. You can find our podcast or many other wonderful podcasts at scavengersnetwork.com. Um, you can also find us on social media at Spooky Spouses or if you want to surf the Scav fam, you can do at Scavengers Network. And we also have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network and help support the show, help support the network and help us create fun and exciting content for each and every one of you. Absolutely. So hey, you can donate a dollar all the way up to $7,000. But not over 7000 No, it stops there. Please There's a cap at that. Yeah, just chill. <laughs> W-I-D-K Is your morning commute too much fun? Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu. I don't like shellfish to eat. It feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like... The Professor. If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft shell bologna taco. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. Like, there's a reason he's completely shaved. This is I Don't Know Radio, the only show that delivers more than you wanted and less than you hoped for. Search WIDK in your podcast app. Welcome back, everybody. I almost said spooky little buddies because we used to say that a lot, but well, I guess I can still say it. Hey, spooky little buddies. Or big grown-up buddies. Hey, adult buddies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, adult friends talking about spooky things together. You That's know what, normal, right? You know what I regret? What? We just saw our friends, Dana and Stephanie. Now, Dana is the burger thief that we've talked about a lot. He also made me the shirt that I'm wearing right now. But one thing I regret is not saying hello, adult buddies, when we saw them. Yeah, that would be kind of creepy and fun to do. If anyone wants to and you want to start saying, hey, adult buds, to all your adult buds, that's fine. <laughs> or like people's kids. Hey, small friends. Hello, children buddies. <laughs> I feel like that sounds really bizarre. Yeah, maybe don't do that. Yeah, I will never do that one. 
Okay, well, Lindsay and everybody listening, I wanted to keep everybody up to date on what's going on with Area 51. Oh, boy. And the raid. Now, since the Area 51 raid, uh, please, something happened in my voice when I said please. And I just want to address it that I heard it. And it sounded very weird. You got excited. Maybe you were abducted by an alien and that they don't want you talking about it. So they're like, stop. Oh, maybe. We'll mess with your voice. Please listen. (laughs) Uh, So there's been a lot of like fun. Everyone's playing their fun, silly games about, oh, why don't we storm this thing? They can't catch us all. Let's storm this thing. Blah, blah, blah. Wanting to storm. It's like a trend now. Just stick we need to we need to rein it in and focus and just do the Area 51 raid and storm that. If that's what you well, want to do. Well, you know what's going to happen now. Huh. They're going to be like, okay, you planned the Area 51 raid too far out. And like there are other things happening now. And like I heard Nessie's raid is going to be way cooler. I'm going to that party. They have a taco truck at the Nessie raid. Right. It's going to be like not cool to go to Area 51 now. Well, guess what? You know what wasn't cool a long time ago? Yo-yos. And you know what everyone loves nowadays? Yo-yos. When has anybody played with a yo-yo? What? I They're so cool right now. Yo-yos? Where do you see that? Everywhere. I, I have not seen one person well, bringing back the yo-yo. Well, you and I aren't together all day. <laughs> and I've seen, an ex- you know, I'm going to say an alarming amount of people playing with okay. yo-yos. We follow different people on instagram i think yeah okay name anyone you follow on instagram that's specifically uh yo-yo related nobody okay well i follow yo-yo tim yo-yo central (laughs) yo-yo city nyc yo-yo club oh i kind of i mean i kind of know what's going on with yo-yos i mean just because you're following them doesn't mean they're coming back well Here's the thing. They really aren't coming back. I just thought it'd be funny to talk about yo-yos. Okay. Uh, Well, so the count for confirmed, quote unquote, guests for Area 51 are we have finally reached 2 million. Of course we did. I'm actually surprised that it took so long to get to 2 million. Well, because then you have the practical people that are like, no. Well, but think about this. What about all the parents? Are they like, I got to get, wh- what am I going to do with the kids? Get a sitter for a few days? Like it was a fun, it, it was a fun thing to think about, but like logistically. Yeah, no seems... one said it wasn't kid friendly. Well, I, but I feel like typically storming a government base kind of implies <laughs> that it might not be super kid friendly. You know? I mean, you could bring the kids. Bring your kid to the bank people robbery. People bring, I mean, I'm sorry, but people bring their little ones to things that's not appropriate all the time. Like, ne- like very loud uh, NASCAR races. Yeah. Monster got, truck rallies. You're going to blow their eardrums out. Yeah. You got to protect your little baby's ears. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, there are 2 million people who said, yeah, for sure. And what's really funny is every time I go there, it tells you on Facebook, it tells you the people that you know that have confirmed. Right. And I see a few on there, a few new ones every time I check. And I think it's really funny because it's like, I know for sure that you would never go to that. They're just doing it because they want to be cool. I know. And I guess I just have a fun. It's just have fun for me. Have you confirmed? Huh? Have you confirmed? No, Linz. I'm, uh-huh. may- I'm, a, I'm a maybe. If I go on there and I see that your friend Jordan Reed has confirmed to the Area 51 raid, I'm going to call you out on it. I said I was interested. But I'm not confirmed. I knew you were on there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Well, interested is the new maybe because I feel like that's a little bit more. It's a nicer way. Is it nice? Is it nicer than saying maybe? Or like, because typically maybe, I I would say the large majority of the time, that's redundant. The majority of the time when people say maybe, it means probably not. But what I get, would you get more offended if someone says, oh, I'm interested? Well, I guess interested already. It sounds nicer. It does sound nicer. But it does kind of make you sound a little pretentious. Like, well, I'm interested, so. I'm interested in coming to your son's fifth birthday, (laughs) but I will not show up. But I will not show up because I don't like five. (laughs) The number. (laughs) But I don't like five. That's why I will not be at the Area 51 because it has a five. What's the, oh, that's really good. Mm -hmm. What's this character's name? Um, Kritarl. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool of you to <laughs> he's, say. He's, you know, 
He's from a very progressive family. He's from very far away. Yeah, he's from very far no away. No one knows where he is. Well, I have a few screenshots from the discussion board on the Area 51 site. Okay. Uh, and I just wanted to throw these out and see how you feel about them. Now, all of these were within like 10 minutes of each other. And it's just, man, people are really running the gamut. The one thing I'm going to say with this first one I'm going to read is this seems like one of those things that, you know, say you're playing Pokemon cards or Pogs or video games and your parents find out about it. And then it becomes less fun. Right. I've been seeing a lot of party poopers mm. on this going like, yeah, right. What do you guys even think? It's like, okay, we get it, parents. Right. Just let let the kids make their memes, you know? <laughs> uh, this one, this, uh, one person says, I know the military will be going to this event. And they use the nerdy emoji with the glasses and then also uh, another emoji with just the one like, what is it called? Like when you just have the like uh, the one corrective lens on a chain that you put in one of your eyes. Oh, a monocle. A monocle. Yeah. So that seems like a okay. Like, but that doesn't make any sense. I would think I would only use the the nerdy glasses emoji and the monocle emoji to like represent that I'm being super smart. But basically, just saying that the military will be at a government building—that's not that you didn't make a smart claim. No. It's a common sense claim. Like you should have just yeah. put a common. Is there a common sense emoji? I think that's just it's just the the big smile one. Like I'm here. Or I think the uh, the hey look I said something that is that uh, that is common knowledge is just the straight mouth one. Yeah. Just well I did it. Yeah, you one didn't like give us something really smart. But then take your emoji back. Take your. Mo- I'm gonna write that person and tell them to take that emoji back because it's used in the wrong content. You know, and I think you're right. Like, I would only... Now, here's the thing. I have never even considered using the monocle emoji because I've never needed to. But I would only use it if I solved a crime or a mystery. That's the only yeah. That's the only way I'd use a monocle emoji. If I ever sent you a text with just a monocle emoji, you can guarantee that it would be safe for you to assume or to text back, oh, what mystery did you just solve? <laughs> If you're ever kidnapped and then you text me that. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is a new thing. Like, you know how people have like secret words of like people picking up their children. Like what's the safety word so you yes. know to go with them. I used to have one when I was younger with my dad. <laughs> me too. But, um, so. <laughs> what was your, really quick. What was yours? Well, mine was treasure chest. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's hard to use the word treasure chest in a sentence. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it was a word. What was yours? Jurassic, because I love Jurassic Park. <laughs> you laughed at mine? Well, yours is funny. I've I never heard yours. I was living that Indiana Jones life. See, ours are both about exploring movies. <laughs> okay, but what were you going to say about the emoji? Well, no, I forgot. Okay, so you're <laughs> kidnapped and you get away. Yeah, I would. I'm very strong. And really quickly, have that preset, fast. preset emoji with the monocle. Yeah. You just text that emoji and I'll be like, Listen up, cops. He got out. He solved the mystery. He's out. I know. I've got to go find him. What if What if I sent you the monocle emoji like you had been at work and we hadn't really talked for a few hours? Would you go, oh, he was kidnapped and escaped? Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we talked about this. I'm serious. I will never text you the monocle emoji unless I have <laughs> I have self-escaped <laughs> from a kidnapping. You better not. You better remember that because if you text that to me, I'm going to panic. I will never text you the monocle emoji unless okay. I single-handedly escape a kidnapping. Okay, well, what emoji do you want me to text you if I kidnap or I get kidnapped and escape? Single-handedly. Yeah. And also in like a really show-offy kind of way, you kind of escape. I escape. Even you know the, I'm safe. Yeah. Well, even the people who kidnapped you were like kind of showy-offy, huh? <laughs> um, which one do I want? I want you to text me the Easter Island statue. Okay. All right. I didn't even know that was one on there. Well, see. I'll put it in my presets. I would say that arguably the monocle emoji, what are we talking about? The <laughs> the monocle emoji and this Easter Island emoji probably get used about the exact same amount of time from everybody on earth, which is to say 1% of the time. Yeah. Wow. We really just kind of went at it there. Huh? All right. So if people are still listening, what, okay, what updates do you have? Uh, the last update I have is I heard Tupac's performing. Is that true? <laughs> is this like the fire festival where they're going to say all these people are performing and they're not? Like Tupac? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it might be. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I, I wonder do... how much it is the book Tupac nowadays. You know what? That actually makes it better because he's dead. I'll say yes. air quotes. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know. You never know. Um, but that makes it cooler because it's like you're getting a ghost to play. That's pretty cool. I would say if there was any, if there was any place, if Tupac was still alive and he was going to say, "All right, everyone, I'm probably still alive." The only place that I think would make sense for him to perform and that true fans would go to see him is if they had to walk or I, I hike or whatever through 50 miles of terrible desert terrain just to get to a Tupac concert. Yeah. That would be a move and a half. Yeah. Wowee. So what's the bigger lure now? Because like going to the Area 51 raid to find aliens or going to see if Tupac's going to really show up. Oh, my gosh. Now there's two mysteries. Now we have to have a separate Facebook page for the Tupac Resurrection, actual resurrection tour. At Area 51. At Area 51. I don't know which one I would be more excited for. Or like if something came out that said like, hey, for sure, Bowie will be performing at Area 51. Oh, that would be the... I would do it. Okay, so I would if do one it. performer was going to come back as a ghost and perform, yes, yes. Area 51 hands down would be bowies i would do it yep if they were coming back if if the government or people at area 51 if we find out that they were working on technology to i guess what elicit ghosts or like summon ghosts there and be able to have conversation and they said listen david bowie i know you're a ghost but can you put on a concert here as a ghost we have your band and everything well, i would and, go to it and it's the year of the 50th anniversary of the moon landing like oh, he's the yeah. star man like this is his year to come back if he's not coming back this year bowie's not coming back would you for sure seriously walk 50 miles through the desert to see a concert of bowie's ghost yeah Yes, I would too. That was like that's like a miracle. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that's like I thought you were gonna say that was like asking me, and then it'd be something that you would typically do anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that's like asking me if uh, my I mean it could I literally need water. be yeah yeah seriously. Well, really quick, I did have a little bit of breaking booze. We've had our first Thunderbird sighting in a very long time. Oh no! In Arizona, which mm. to me aesthetically, Arizona seems like a place where a Thunderbird would would be spotted. But also Arizona, like deserty, you would think big vultures, like that could be easily misinterpreted. Well, this un this anonymous human being, even it said that their location was anonymous, but we know it's somewhere in the desert in Arizona. They said this thing had around a 20-foot wingspan. Okay. It stretched three lanes across a six-lane highway, mm. which that's a humongous highway. Maybe it's just a really big vulture. Maybe it's just a really big parrot. <laughs> Maybe a vulture and a parrot combined, and they became like a transformer bird. It could have been. Yeah. That's the second time I've hit my microphone. <laughs> the We do know that the person who made the report to cryptozoologynews.com was a woman, and she is an avid bird watcher. Mm. So to me, that made it seem a little bit more legitimate. Because she knows her birds. She knows her birds. Yeah. Here's a small quote from her. I was driving north on a six-lane road. Which, again, that's a gigantic road. That's a big freeway. I was coming from the grocery store. I saw an extremely large bird flying very low. It was on the same side of the road, but going in the opposite direction of traffic, heading south. The wingspan took up three lanes of traffic. Man, that's a lot. Uh, she was saying that the bird resembled a crane, but it had a longer neck and the wings were massive. It was flying so low that I was concerned it could fly into a car, but it just kept soaring. Hmm. So imagine seeing that. I mean, just this... Okay, so whether it's real or not, whatever, but picture this gigantic crane with a longer neck and a 20-foot wingspan just soaring over cars. Right. Man, would that be crazy to see. But this is the question I have, though, is if this was, the, I mean, that would be crazy to see. So the fact that she's the only one that's reported this. Yeah, right? Like, that's the there thing. There would be other people probably driving on the freeway, highway. Yeah, I mean, she did say cars. Yeah, and so, like, nobody else, like... Where's the Facebook page for like going to see the big bird in Arizona? Yeah. Raid. You know, that's a really good point. You would think nowadays if something this extreme happened, people with their people with their smartphones. Somebody would have caught that on camera. Yeah, maybe so. But maybe it took a turn and 
flew away from the highway or something <laughs> or or maybe you know what if we're if if we're playing uh if we're talking about a bird that may not exist maybe it just disappeared yeah or maybe it turned into something else maybe it turned into a, a uh car. a car yeah a dodge <laughs> a, a dodge neon neon yeah <laughs> maybe so it was a it was a prehistoric bird so i made a very quick game prehistoric bird or word i made up okay okay so you have to say bird or made up okay okay I'm ready argentavis a bird yes arpeloptus a bird i made it up mm. blockornis a bird yes bumplestiltskin uh you made that up true <laughs> Dripple trafterunk uh you made that up yes dodo bird uh that is true it's a bird correct the no-no bird <laughs> that's you <laughs> yep giant <laughs> penguin that is a bird. That is a bird. They got five foot. That's really tall. That's a big penguin. That's mm-hmm. scary. And the last Speaking one? Speaking of scary birds, that's real and that's scary. I'm mad. That thing could probably take a punch. Kick that bird. it kick you back. it peck your face off. Yeah, that would destroy you. Last one, extra giant penguin. Uh, you made that up. Correct. You did really well <laughs> in that game. Thanks. Yeah, I don't think I only got one wrong. You only got one wrong. And I you... guess I know my birds. Maybe I need to go to Arizona, check out this bird that's flying around, identify it, see what's going on. If you ever reported something, I would believe you in a second. I would believe you too. Would you? (laughs) I like how you doubted yourself. You squinted your eyes and doubted yourself. Well, because because I think... I make more make believe, and I I think you would. I think you would make believe. I make make. I'm a make believer. I create make believe. Oh, what are you? What do you do again? Oh, you work in an office. Well, I'm a make believer. (laughs) I'm a. I create make believe. It's kind of a nonprofit, you know. And it's kind of a non-paying job, but (laughs) I go to the local Wendy's and I make believe. Well, Lindsay, would you like to take a very short and sweet voicemail from our Spooky Spouses hotline? Yeah. What is the number? 803-816-BOOZE? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is. I practiced this week memorizing it because I'm really bad with numbers. Okay. Well, do you know what the numbers are that spell booze? Uh, No. Okay. 803-816-2667. We have a brand new state-of-the-art Spooky Spouses hotline. You can call us whenever you want. Ask us ask us a question or whatever that's perfectly fine we yeah. would we would love to hear it so here is a question from andrew kovaleski hi jordan and Lindsay. this is andrew i'm sitting here with roxy and we're about to listen to this week's spooky spouses episode while we have granola and coffee and uh, i had an idea for an episode and i wanted to pitch it to you all right get this spooky spouses Haunted House-themed episode is called Spooky Houses. All right, that's pretty much what I got. So what I want to say is that sounds like more like a TV series than it does right, like, one episode. Like trading places or trading spouses or whatever that show is, like haunted spouses or spooky houses. See, I would say haunt this house. Well, okay. What I was imagining was like a TV show, you know, where you like trade your spouse and then it's like, oh, oh you trade haunted houses. So like, say, say we had a haunted house and we got together with another person that had a haunted house. We would go to their house and live there for a week and they would come live at ours for a week and we would determine which house was more haunted. That sounds okay. TV show, fun times. What would it be called? Trading spooky houses? Trading houses? Trade flipping flip my spooky ghost. Spooky houses. Just spooky houses. Like Andrew said, yeah. Well, like I it mean, could I be guess a really good show. Andrew did already come up with a pretty good name. Or say you could do the trading spouses thing. Yeah. And like trade your possessed husband or wife. Oh, who you know is definitely possessed. Yeah, like you have a possessed, say I have a possessed wife okay. and I want to trade her with another possessed wife and then see how much you can tolerate that possessed, like possessed person. I could just see like those floating head interviews where it's like, I mean, we're having a really good time, but she won't stop barfing up flies. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's really good. She's definitely a lot different from my wife. I mean, my wife usually eats the cat, and she just keeps, like, wanting to pet it. It's just so weird. I don't know. I mean, everything's okay, but she keeps... 
she keeps gnawing at my leg and I'm not used to it. So like it's different and I'm trying to accept it. But like it's really kind of annoying. She keeps burying all the appliances in the backyard <laughs> and then barfing on them. I don't Why is understand. she always barfing? I just always think that that's a sign of being possessed as barfing. <laughs> yeah, I guess that could be right. Yeah, maybe. Well, or like about- say one is possessed by like a ghost, but they're not necessarily a bad ghost. Mm-hmm. And then one's possessed by like a demon, like major demo. One's one's possessed by a Casper. The other is possessed by a crapster. Yeah. What about a trading houses show where it's sort of like prank city where you and I live in a haunted house and then the, the other couple, they don't know what house they're going to be trading into. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we say we're going to go to their house, but they come to our house and it's a set. It's been designed to look like a haunted house. And then we hide in the house and then make it seem like it's haunted for the entire week. And we then we just, we just scare them. How about this? Okay, so Andrew was saying that he wants us to have a sh- an episode of Spooky Houses. Yes. How about we actually do an episode of that? And it'll be around Halloween and it'll be video footage of us going to all the local haunted house place, like places, because I hate man-made haunted houses. So do I. I hate them with a passion. I don't like people touching me. Nope. I don't like being surprise scared. Nope. I just don't like them. I mean, that might be fun to do. But he, but him and Roxy have to come too. Okay. So there it is. Uh, <laughs> Roxy and Andrew, we... Cor- the gauntlet has been thrown. We cordially and also in like a in like a very non-threatening way invite both of you to a haunted house with humans in it with us. This Halloween. Oh my gosh. I'm not kidding. I will probably wear a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be terrifying because I hate haunted houses. Will you really do it? Yeah, I'm not. I already I made the plan and I'm already regretting it, mm-hmm. but I'll do it. Well, Lindsay made the plan and she can't back out now. So we're going <laughs> to we're probably going to do it only if you guys want to do it with us. The thing, though, is like when I'm scared, I don't necessarily scream all the time. You just kick your feet. I kick my feet really fast. So yes. It might be kind of like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Well, the one time you got really scared on a beach when a when a fiddler crab crawled across your foot. And I've yeah, I don't never, like fiddler crabs. And I'm not exaggerating. I've never heard you scream as loud in my entire life. <laughs> It was very loud. So maybe you don't scream all the time. I don't but, like creatures touching me. Well, I guess then maybe we can sort of rest assured knowing that it's only human beings that probably in between scares are taking bites of like a spicy chicken sandwich they have back there. Oh my gosh. How about this idea? We have a haunted house that we make and all it is is a big sandy beach and it's like recreated to make the sounds of a, like you're walking on a beach like you think that you're by an ocean and it's the ocean sounds. Okay. And really you just walk through a long hallway and fiddler crabs just run out at you. See, I wouldn't mind because I like oh, crabs. That would terrify me. I think they're cool. Mm. I'd, you know what? I'd protect you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, kicking fiddler crabs one day at a time. They would make a really satisfying crunch, though. You step on them, kick them. You can kick them. Yeah, I mean, shoot them into the water. You kick them, they're going to come back. Well, I guess if they're in the well, even in the water, they might come back. No, they'll learn. Okay. <laughs> Well, good question. We'll have to, we'll workshop it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we will. And I think that we'll, you know what I'll say? We'll probably for sure do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning of our show, the middle of our show, the middle stairs, and the end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. Ask him to send you a picture of his arms that also double his flutes. He has flute arms. He has flute arms, yeah. We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. You can go check out the Scavengers Network at thescavengersnetwork.com. We have a Patreon. We also have merchandise. Um, Real quick, we also still have exciting, awesome, adorable Molly magnets for sale. They're $5. Um, They may or may not come with a temporary tattoo. Just kidding. They will. So (laughs) let us know if you'd like to purchase one. Just um, give us a little email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com and we will send you one. We sure will. So, hey, until next week, have a week where maybe you set aside some time and you go check out MidoriCon, either MidoriCon.com or their Instagram, and maybe you consider coming to Ohio and going to a live show. Yeah. Also, have a Fiddler Crab Free Friday. Yeah, please. Because they're terrible. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're not great. Mm. I wonder if they're good. I'm sure they taste okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well... 
Until next Monday, we will see each and every one of you later. Bye-bye. Bye. When I say the word lasagna, what do you think of? Mm, noodles. When I say noodles, now what do you think of? Uh, slippery. When I say slippery, <laughs> and be careful, what do you think of? <laughs> fish. Okay, what about fish? Uh, monsters. Okay, what about monsters? Um, they will eat you. All of them? Yeah. Okay, thanks very much. You're welcome. I'll see you later. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Do you know someone who is shy? Like, really, really shy? Listen to our podcast, Shelly Has Opinions, and you will get to hear five sisters try and guess their sister Shelly's opinion on a variety of silly topics. She's real shy. Best Muppet Dinner Companion, Haunted Houses, Street Performers, Motorcycle Sidecars. Check out Shelly Has Opinions every Tuesday, and you will hear our shy sister writhe in agony as we discuss the pros and cons on every topic that she doesn't want to tell us about, which is everything. Go to ShellyHasOpinions.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and I love you. Bye.